Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. So we did This Is Us, you know, so who we are as, as, uh, as the body of Christ, the church, but then now what do we believe? So it's just as simple as that, it's just foundations. What do you believe the Bible says? What do we believe as the body of Christ and as City Point? Um, and so I'm very excited to start off um, the, the series, March 1st here, to start off uh, Together We Believe. And uh, I thought it'd be fitting for myself to share on a little bit of worship. Is that cool with you? We're going to talk about some worship. What do we believe in worship? Firstly, worship is a categorical statement. We are worshipers. That's who we are. We are naturally, by nature, we worship something. Um, but praising God is what we do. So we praise God. We lift praises to him. And, um, and I, so I want to unpack that a little bit because this, this setting that we're in, um, I love it, is, was, is it Bill Johnson that we were talking about, the corporate throne room experience? This is a great statement that this, this setting here is a corporate throne room experience together. Um, and so I want to unpack one element of, of worship. And is that cool with you? So I got a verse for you because um, we believe, as a church, we believe that there is power in our praises. Just as simple as that. We believe that there is power in our praises. Um, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says that both death and life are in the power of your tongue. And those who love it and indulge in it will eat of its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Both life and death are in the power of our tongue. Words are just so, so powerful. They're just incredibly powerful. You can either have uh, the, the greatest gift you can give to man, good, or you can give the greatest level of evil to man, death, right? Um, both from our, 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 the same mouth. Amazing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much uh, for our leaders. We thank you so much for this church. Uh, I, I just thank you for this group of people. I thank you for the, the journeys and the lives we're all on together. And I just thank you that we have a safe place to come and glorify you. We have no fear of persecution, um, that we're just in an amazing, beautiful country. We thank you so much for this amazing country, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit, that we can come and just declare the name of Jesus without worrying that we're going to go to jail when we leave this building. God, we thank you for this place. And I just pray that you use my words to be your words this morning. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anybody know anyone who's got a big mouth? <laughs> Don't raise your hand, please. <laughs> please, Because <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of big mouth. I'm talking about like, like a physical, you know, this got like a, you know, maybe a little bit more than normal wide mouth or something. You could fit a lot of pizza in it or something. There's um, a chuckle over here. <laughs> you got teenage boys, so... Um, I had a friend in high school named Robbie, and he just, he had a big mouth. It was just kind of like, like physically, right? Like not a, the other one. Um, he had a big mouth, and it was always a joke. And so um, it was how much food you could fit in it, right? And so anyway, we're at this life group, and um, if you're not in a life group, you need to get in one. And um, a lot of fun things happen. Anyway, this one night, we were hanging out, and someone brought cupcakes, um, and they weren't very good. So we just didn't eat them. <laughs> Um, and, um, but we're going to, we're going to get one of Talia's, which is really good. Um, I'll reiterate that. They're very good. Look how pink it is. It's amazing. I'm going to have to give this back or else I'm going to eat it in the middle of uh, preaching. But so it was about this size, just a normal cupcake, right? So they weren't very good. Um, so if you're that person, you're not very good at making cupcakes, see Talia, cause her, these cupcakes are fantastic. Um, but so we, we, uh, we were finishing life group and, um, we just, we said, oh, what are we gonna do with the cupcakes? And we're like, oh, let's see how many Robbie can fit in his mouth, 
right? Because <laughs> he had a big mouth. So we're like, let's do this. And I, I think I ended up, I could maybe fit, like if I'm lucky, I could probably get two of those things in my mouth. Like, right, like if you squished it, you know, you just, you know. But Robbie, I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm, I'm, this is not just to make the story better. He put eight in his mouth. I still remember because I remember thinking eight is just ridiculous. I just remember him grabbing them and stuffing them in. We're like, do another one. And he pushed another one in the roof of his mouth under his tongue or something. I don't know how he got eight in his mouth, but he just, he was like a chipmunk, just swollen with eight cupcakes in his mouth. Very dangerous, ridiculous because he couldn't breathe and eventually had to like spit it out and he was kind of choking and it was really bad, dumb idea. Please don't do that ever. Just buy one cupcake after the service, please. (laughs) um, Please do not do that. But I just remember thinking, it's just ridiculous the things that some young people do. And I started making me think about the dumb things I did. I never did the mouth, you know, you know, how much pizza can you eat in 20 seconds or anything like that. I was always playing with fire, which is probably more dangerous. Um, yeah, please don't do this either. But there was this one particular time. I had many stories. I was a kid with, you know, cinched eyebrows, no leg hairs. Anyway, this one time we had a, a, a coffee tin and it was, had water, and we're like, let's put some petrol in it and then set it on fire and see what happens. But I didn't know the chemical reaction that it would just stay on fire and not really burn or go out. And I was very thankful it didn't blow up in my face. Um, so we set that on fire, and it's just this cool, calm fire, and it looked amazing. I was like, that's cool. Kind of boring. I'm 13. I want to see an explosion, right? So my friend kicks it over. Yeah. <gasps> no! Yeah, I didn't know the reaction that wherever the water went... The fire went also, and I'm freaking out now because the back of my house, my mom's house, is literally on fire. <laughs> so I freak out, run and get the hose. I'm like running, and my friend's laughing, doing nothing. And I get it, and then I start hosing the, the fire down, thinking that's going to help. But there's already water, and the fire's already going. So I just, you know, my 13-year-old brain, I'm like, just put the fire out. And I just begin to push the fire further with this because I kept pushing the petrol further and push it up onto the house. And the house started getting some little bit of flames. Anyway, long story short, the fire went out and it wasn't crazy scary. I still am a little bit scarred and will never ever do that again. Please nobody try that. I can see some of you, I'm going to go camping and try it. No, please don't. But it got me thinking about this passage in James, this fire thing. So that led me to think of how quickly fire can spread. And there's a passage Um, which is just crazy, right? So, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could control ourselves in every other way. I'll skip down. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. That's a word for someone. But a tiny spark, skipping down a little bit, a tiny spark can set a forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set the whole life on fire, your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Oh, my goodness. And it goes on to say that from the same mouth, you can bless and praise God and curse somebody who's made in the image of God. Somebody said, that's a big mouth. That's a, that's a, turn to the next person next to you and say, you got a big mouth. <laughs> it's the only time we're going to give you permission. <laughs> See, a lot of smiles going, yeah, about time I could say that in church now. <laughs> and I just started thinking, I was like, that's huge to fit both life and death in a fire out of my mouth and I could do so much by just speaking something. And so when I think about that in praise and worship, I go, that is what a powerful thing to understand with worship that out of our mouth, get this, you have the ability to give the greatest good known to man or the greatest level of evil the very moment you open your mouth. 
Just a powerful thing. That is a big, big mouth. That's the title of my message this morning is Everybody Has a Big Mouth. And then I've got a couple of handles for you so I don't get um, carried away in story, um, so I don't porter mouth. We're going to talk about big mouths. That is fitting. Did you? <laughs> uh, I love this. I've got a couple little handles for you to just to think about as we, as we look at what, when we're praising and worshiping. It's so, it's so powerful, the words. And I, the reason why I love coming together and worship, it's not just to go about the formalities of what we do here in the modern church, you know, you know two fast songs, two slow songs, and you know, then a good transition, a good word, and then some announcements, and then, and then they'll, they'll preach something, and we'll kind of feel good or kind of feel convicted or whatever it is, and then we go home. The, pra- the praise songs are to posture ourselves ready to hear from God, and they also declare life or we can choose not to and, and declare death. And so the reason why I love it is in the corporate setting, there's no other uh, formality, so to say, or ritual, whatever you want to call it, in church where we can say the exact same statement at the exact same time. So if I'm preaching right now, there's no way that, you know, like it's not a ventriloquist who's talking, you know, like we can't mime and speak exactly what I'm saying right now. This is a corporate setting. And then when somebody's praying, we're believing together, but you're not saying the exact same words as the person who's believing. We're just agreeing with. So in worship, when the words are on the screen and 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 this team is always in time, right? I mean, yeah, we're a great, amazing team. I love them. So we're always in time, and we're declaring the same statements of life at the exact same time. It's such a powerful, powerful thing that we should never take for granted. Um, in fact, a little teaser thing, I was doing some research, and it, there's some science behind uh, a Christian scientist who's looking at that the fact that sometimes in worship that our heartbeats can actually physically beat at the same BPM, so I haven't del- delved in and got enough research out of that, but I just thought that was a really cool thing to think about, that potentially our hearts are beating the same tempo as burning bright. <laughs> we are wild and we're burning. Every heartbeat. Anyway. <laughs> I got some handles for you. And the first one is this, is that to have a big mouth for, the, for good, right? Because we all, we all have a big mouth, whether it's death or life. And the, and the way that we, we choose is literally it is our choice and our responsibility. So if you want to take something home today, you understand that this is something we think about, that it is my choice and my responsibility for everything that comes out of my mouth. And it's also your responsibility and your choice the moment you open your mouth as well. Um, and the reason for this is, you know, the Old Testament is a foreshadowing for Jesus. So I'll go back to the Old Testament. And, and, and God was saying, this, like he said in Deuteronomy, he said, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Powerful. Um, when I was, before uh, being full-time in, in ministry, uh, I was full-time country singing. Um, so some of you knew that. Please don't Google my songs. Um, they're probably not as life-giving as what they should be. <laughs> um, but they're not that bad. But <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, you've had a gr- if you want to have a great chat with Pastor Josh Pella, who's just moved on from Pine Rivers, he just he loves tearing it apart. He has a field day. Anyway, um, he's a great theologian guy. He, anyway, um, so I'd gone through, you know, I've been touring and stuff and playing and put out music and sung hundreds of different songs. And uh, I've kind of gone through this fork in the road moment in my career where God just kind of just said, hey, this kind of shooken up and I needed to make some changes in my life. And, um, and one of them, uh, when I was sitting down and going through some changes of who I was and following Jesus, and, um, and he just said, he goes, hey, look, he just asked me this question. This, this came up, you know, four or five years ago. 
do, when you open your mouth, are you declaring life or death? Because as an influencer singing to thousands of people, I have a lot more responsibility when I open my mouth. And so God said that to me, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So I sat there, and he just said, do you want to choose life or death? Because it's either one. There's no in-between. There's no yin and yang in our world. There's no mixing of life and death. We don't, it's, it's either one. And I said, well, obviously, I'm going to choose life because it's way better, right? And I'm wild and fun, and life is awesome and fun, so I'm going to choose life. He goes, okay, cool. Let's start with your song list. Oh, okay, because that's got words in it, right? So we started going through, scrolling through all my songs, and one by one, each song, every single word the Holy Spirit would reveal to me, is this life or death when you say it and when you declare it from a platform, when you declare it from a stage, is it life or is it death? And I had to go through, I had about 200 songs and a lot of songs, and a lot of them were fun, right? They would, they would instigate people having fun, and maybe it would, it would uh, encourage another drink, it would encourage a situation that maybe shouldn't be. One of them was a song, it's so much fun, people love it, is Lover, Lover, You Don't Treat Me No Good No More, I'm Packing My Bags. I'd get everybody in the room dancing to that song. But he said, but you're encouraging the split of the home and leaving and going, you're no good to me, so I'm out of here, stuff for you. I'm just being real, right? So that's what I was encouraging when I was singing a song. That's fun. Everybody loves it. But he's saying, are you encouraging life or death to people's situations when you open your mouth? And so I had to make the choice uh, because it was my responsibility. And so one by one, I called all these songs and had about 50 out of like 200 left that were life-giving songs. Um, and that's just one thing that I just wanted to analyze that with. So we need to know that it was still up to me. I could have kept those songs in my song list. I could have sang them. I could have had more people having more fun, talking about, oh, how cool and fun was that show. But I had to have the responsibility of what was coming out of my mouth. Um, and I just love that. The second handle, uh, so we need to know, it's, it's our choice, our responsibility. And the second uh, handle for you is, is this. It's just simple. It's faith. You need to have faith. It takes faith to speak life. To have a, a big mouth to speak life takes faith. But I love this, how God gives us an opportunity. It takes just a little bit, right? just takes a little bit. I love this in Matthew. Is that on the screen as well? Yeah. He answered, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God, for I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have living faith, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and if it is God's will, it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I love that. And the same thing with Pastor Carolina in the transition saying that is, nothing, is, is anything impossible for God? But he turns it and says, when you open your mouth, when you say it, nothing's impossible for you to say it. I just love it. And it takes that faith. It's just so, that small amount. Um, and that's all it is. It's just having that, that small amount of faith, believing that it's in the power of God. It's not in our own circumstances. Erwin um, McManus of Mosaic Church in, um, in Los Angeles, he said this statement that rocked me a couple years ago. He said, whatever you fear, you make Lord over your life. Whatever you fear, you give lordship over your life. So if you're fearing finances, you're giving it control and lordship over your life. If you're fearing the outcome of a doctor's report, you're giving it lordship over your life. But if you have faith in Jesus and his power, and you have a reverent fear of God, and that word fear is in awe and reverence for God, 
that worship, this awe and reverence worship, when we open our mouths and worship and declare and praise God, we remove that fear and we only have Jesus as our reverent fear. It takes faith. And, and third one, I just love this. I was just sitting there, you know, thinking about this going, cool, you know, there's, there's so much we could talk about. There's just so much. But the third one, if you don't know how to declare life over your situation, would you just declare Jesus? And the simplicity of it, if you don't know what to say over your circumstance, open your mouth and declare the bread of life, the word of life, Jesus. If you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. I don't know what you have for my future, God, but Jesus does. I don't know what my finances look here, but Jesus is the provider. That's what his name is. I don't know what my, my, my outcome will be in this doctor's report, but I know that Jesus is the healer, and Jesus knows the outcome. Jesus, Jesus, it's all Jesus. And what I love about this is because it's life or death, just let it, I don't know if you remember, but Jesus conquered death. So there's no other option as a Christian when you follow Jesus that that is the life. He is the life. And when the Spirit comes to work in you and open your mouth, He is the Spirit of life. And Romans says He is the Spirit of life. So Jesus is life. He is the very life that we need. He's the eternal Word of God, the eternal life, and He's also the life here and now that we need. John 14, verse 6, He said, I am the only way, the real truth, and the real life the only way to the Father, the only way to heaven. He is the real life that we need. And you may be saying, you know what, but Jared, you don't quite know my circumstance. And there's so many, so many stories, that I, a lot that I do know and hear that you could have succumbed to fear. You could have given in to the circumstance. Marriages, cancer, you could have given in to that but I know a lot that declared life, declared the power of God. I know that this is who my God is. I'm fully persuaded. This isn't me trying to convince myself that God can do something. I know he can. I know he can do anything. And the moment I open my mouth, I can say to whatever mountain that you're facing has to move at the name of Jesus, that everything will bow to the name of Jesus. Your world depends on it. My wife's life depends on me speaking life over her. My children's life depends on me speaking life over them, speaking love and joy over my kids' life. Our workplaces depend on us as followers of Jesus Christ to open our mouths with the power of Jesus Christ and declare life to whatever the circumstance may be. You might have a terrible boss. His life depends on you speaking life regardless of how horrible they may be. This city, Redcliffe, Brisbane, depends on us as followers of Jesus who have all power of anything because he's given us authority and power and we have the power of life in our very tongues to declare life over a situation. We pray in the quiet place. We pray here together. We worship and declare the goodness of God with the words on the screen. We've got it easy for us. The words are thrown up for us and we can just follow and go, yes, he is the way maker. Yes, he is the miracle worker. Yes, he is the, the, the promise keeper. Yes, he is the light in the darkness. And we declare yes, right? Because his promises are yes and amen. Our whole world depends on it. The power of Jesus, the life of Jesus. So what do we do now? It's really simple. If we were to pull it down, 
It's time to make a choice. We need to choose life with faith in our hearts. We need to speak life, speak the Word of God, get to know the Word of God so that in a situation you start declaring it over, you start declaring the very Word of life right here over your, your situation. Our world depends on us choosing and speaking with power life. Our world depends on us choosing, speaking with power, life. And that is Jesus for every situation. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.